working together, but so far those had been minor, and they were both happy to be part of the dream team. Innocence Inc. was doing the best pro bono legal work in the country, challenging death row, freeing the wrongfully convicted. Seventeen successful exonerations in just three years. Mark and Lauren knew that it was going to be their life's work. Lauren would be playing at a higher level. What lay ahead for her was the actual courtroom, while Mark was part of the investigative team, but that separation was never a discord. If anything, the interview she was heading off to now stepped on his toes because it was lower-level work, and that would infuriate Jeff London, their boss. Lauren was driving to Casadega to talk to a self-proclaimed psychic about a vision the woman believed relevant to a death-penalty defense case. The woman had known two things she couldn't have learned from media reports. The color of a victim's socks on the night of her death, and the fact that the victim hadn't shaved her legs in several days. Mark had told Lauren not to make the trip, and though the last words he'd said, don't embarrass me with this shit, were surely selfish, he didn't think his argument was. Jeff London, who ran the show, did not have tolerance for bullshit. Psychics were high on the bullshit meter for most people, Mark had explained, but to Jeff, they were going to be off the charts. He didn't know that for sure, actually. They were off the charts for him, but perhaps not for Jeff, and that was where the disingenuous, if not outright dishonest portion of the argument existed. Making the debate personal seemed to weaken it, though, coming from his own experiences with cons and scam artists who preyed on the most desperate of people, the grieving, and Lauren would be quick to point out that bias, so he put it on London instead. He was driving south on the Sunshine Skyway, and the bridge was living up to its name, the sun angling through the windshield and reflecting harshly off the Gulf of Mexico. He fumbled for sunglasses, couldn't reach them, and almost lost his lane. A horn blew, and he corrected fast, and didn't blame the other driver for the middle finger that flashed. It had been close to a wreck, and it had been Mark's fault. A car accident was not going to help the celebration he planned for tonight, and that was already staggering. At the toll booth, he finally had a chance to grab the sunglasses, and he also plugged his phone into the charger and, for an instant, thought about calling Lauren. Thought about imploring one more time. Let's just enjoy the weekend, and you can think about it. We can talk about it. And if you still want to do it, then go on Monday. He didn't make the call, though. He knew they'd work it out later. They had the whole weekend, and they had rented a beach house on Siesta Key, a getaway they couldn't afford but had still decided to splurge on. A diving trip loomed, the activity that had brought them together. The first time he'd seen his future wife, in fact, she'd been underwater. The hell with it, Mark said, accelerating south. Let her learn her lesson on the wild goose chase and let him learn to keep his mouth shut. Working with your spouse wasn't easy, but it was easier when the work was a passion project. There were far more good days than bad, and most of the time they were able to leave it at the office. This weekend, he would make sure that they did. He had the beach house ready for her by late afternoon. It was a gorgeous place, the crushed shell drive shaded by thick palms, the back deck looking out on white sand and the sparkling waters of the gulf beyond, 
private in a way few areas on the Florida coast were. He eyed the chaise lounge on the deck and thought that it would be a fine place for some starlit sex. The deck would cool down by evening, particularly with that breeze off the water. The palms kept things private, and the sound of the waves would be just right. Shouldn't have said it, he thought then. Shouldn't have risked ruining a good night with a prick comment like that. He'd make it right, though. He'd keep his mouth shut while she talked about the crazy woman in Casadega, and he would apologize for his parting shot. In this place, it would be hard to hold on to anger for long, and Lauren was never one for that anyhow. He read on the deck for a while, fell asleep, and woke at five with the sun in his eyes. Time to get to work on dinner. He'd stopped in Sarasota to buy food and a few bottles of wine, and Lauren had promised to be there no later than six.